Marshall trades one habit for another. It's one more thing. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty. One more thing. So, the behind the scenes is this. So, Marshall Phillips announced on the show several times that you've given up a scratcher lottery tickets, which you've been doing for 30 years. 30 years. I didn't yeah. know they even been around that long. Oh, yeah. In the early days, they were a lot harder to scratch off. You know, there were bark <laughs> coverings on them all. It was, it was lead. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and uh, how many would you buy per week? Or uh, I, You know, it would vary, but usually it worked out to 40 to $60 a month. Have you ever added up the total over the years? Oh, just for no, fun? No. no. no but, what's the point? But most of the time, I would, end, I would end up even or a bit, a little bit ahead. And as we point out, to right. be charitable, you you watch a football game or something. I mean, or you you go to a football game that costs you money. You never win anything. It's just entertainment. Right. You yeah, paid right. for entertainment. Right, sixty bucks a month for doing something that you enjoyed is not an outrageous expense. And it came out to about twenty one thousand six hundred. <laughs> is that what you you did the math? I did thirty years for sixty dollars a month. Okay. Oh, it wasn't that much every month. No, no, no. In the early days, it was much less. Oh, okay. Yeah, it was. But like if, if if you feel like on a weekly or monthly yeah. basis, you are more or less breaking even or a little behind. Again, yeah. you right. pay for entertainment all the time. Right. You pay to go to a concert. You pay for the whatever you pay for. And that and you uh, hit the nail right on the head. You. As long as it's entertaining, well, I don't know, a couple months ago, it really stopped being so entertaining. Even when I would win a little something, something, I was kind of, it was kind of like, okay, this is really mindless, and I'm not getting any kind of endorphin rush anymore. You right. Know? Well, okay, well, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so the entertainment's gone away. Yeah. That makes perfectly good sense. Yes. You know, I, I took my kids to the movies, and it cost, geez, with, with, with snacks, $60. Oh, man. You know what my chance was of winning money back on that? <laughs> $60, zero. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was just a little bit of entertainment. Sure. Um, so, uh, my, my little tease there, my entrance, Marshall trades one habit for another. You mentioned, I'm going to a marijuana dispensary later today. And I thought, okay, well, we should talk about this. So have you given up gambling for smoking dope? Well, is that what you're doing? Replacement therapy. It sounds like (laughs) here, here's the deal in my little hamlet. It is perfectly legal. Absolutely. And as it is in 38 States or something like that. A bunch of places. Yeah. And I have yet to actually, uh, go through the dispensary experience. I have, so, so you've never legally purchased pot in your life. I'm assuming you have purchased pot in your life without, as a child of the 60s. Let's put it this way. I have not used a marijuana dispensary to get to any form of cannabis. But I got to believe, yeah. particularly for somebody your age who, you know, was uh, running around and having fun in the yeah. 60s, the idea that you're going someplace to buy pot legally is just mind-blowing. Oh, it is. I mean, it is, this is something uh, new. I'm expecting kind of like the C's candy store experience where you walk into the perfectly clean sterile yeah, that's pretty uh, store. accurate yeah yeah bright lights mm-hmm. and and the, the, i know the particular dispensary yeah. that he's going to uh i have a personal connection to that it is where i went to preschool so my preschool now sells weed that's interesting <laughs> and i lived above my preschool when i went there so i used yeah. to live in the the upstairs where now it's just like offices for the dispensary right. and the downstairs you, you've got to start uh figuring out how to buy this place I mean, clearly it's got some tie to you. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your preschool, your home, and your marijuana dispensary. Oh, it's, it's all the right. same building. It's right. it's like the giving tree, but very different, right? right? It's, it's been there throughout my life, just in different forms and different shapes. Right. Now, I got a question for Positive Sean, because he's obviously more experienced in this sort of thing than I. Hilarious. All right. There, <laughs> I wasn't alive in the 60s. There are two types of your uh, cannabis. Yeah, you got your indica and your sativa, yeah. Which is the one that gives you the giggles, and which is the one that puts you to sleep so uh 
The Indica is uh, traditionally known to be the one that's a little bit more sleepy time. Okay. Uh, uh, the Some people will tell you that the Sativa, that's the energy one. Right. For now, me, is this stuff that you all knew before pot became legal, or is this just something we be- became aware of since it's become legal? No, it's been known before it was legal, but probably not back in the 60s. So probably somewhere right. in the, the 90s and 2000s, they started figuring out the different strains and the effects. And so stuff which like that. makes you enjoy music, the anthracite or the, no, that's cold. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Cold. What are the two kinds? Uh, indica and Sativa. And yeah. for, for my experience, there's the one there's the one that makes you sleepy and then the one that makes you a little less sleepy it's not a caffeine boost that a lot right. of these people will kind of uh, right. tell you it is but right. um but yeah if you're if you're looking for the the sleepy one that's the indica okay yeah yeah i'm looking for the type that will uh, make housework seem much more interesting yeah. <laughs> sativa Fantastic. sativa yeah yeah, you know, you're 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 vacuuming the living room rug, and you all of a sudden really get into it while you awesome. crank up your Mozart really loud. That was a big adjust for for me. Uh, I was never into marijuana, but right. I drank a lot. And when I quit drinking, it's just that was so much of me doing housework, cleaning right. my car, mowing the lawn was just having a buzz on all the time. Right, I could clean I could clean my whole garage or mow the lawn. If I was going to drink a six-pack of beer right. without any of that enjoyment, right. coming up with a reason to do it was harder. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah. So, anyway, this is going to be the ground experiment for me today. So, when at what point in your life was marijuana the most... Uh, um, the biggest uh, part trouble, of my life? Tr- no, troublesome, l- legally speaking. Like, when you were a young man, <laughs> how much how much trouble could a person get in for, like, adjoint back in the day? Oh, back in the Pl- day. Places you lived. Back in the day, it kind of depends on which city you were oh, in. Okay, the worst, the worst example you can come up with. Uh, well, yeah. The most punitive example. If you were in Texas, you could go to jail for life. For I mean, life? For at one point, yeah. Really? Well, if you, I mean, you'd have... I find it hard to believe there's a life sentence for... <laughs> you'd have to have... No, you'd have... For marijuana possession. You'd have to have a, a quantity of it, and then uh-huh. and what they do is they would uh, say, you're a dealer, and bada-bing, bada-boom. You uh-huh. could... That, that's my understanding. Now, I've never been in Texas, uh, you know, Okay, but in I, California where you lived. Did what, you ever know anybody who got pinched for... for oh, yeah. Pot, oh, and yeah. what happened to them? Uh, a couple of them got... Uh, I think one of them got a year-long jail sentence. Wow. A year in jail? Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's a change, I, I bet the it? community was a lot safer during that year. Yeah, very much so, <laughs> yeah, yes. Yeah. Without, yeah. But uh, <laughs> you really, if you got convicted back then, I think you could get, you know, three, six months. And depending on the quantity, again, if they said you're a dealer, you could go to jail for five years or more. I mean, it, it could get real nasty and, real fast. And three months is no joke. No. 90 days in jail? Yeah. Holy crap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so many days in jail. Oh yeah, well you'd lose your job. Oh yeah, obviously. Um, and uh, that's on your record forever. Right. And now you can buy it and get a receipt. Right. That's and, so bizarre. And <laughs> I, I, I would say, you know, back in the day, my uh, was during college and uh, first years in uh, radio, uh, where you know it was uh, quite common and uh, readily available. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, you know, but oh, still that illegal. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You did not want to get busted for pot. No, that would that would be very bad. And and are you mostly are you getting it for any aches and pains, or is it mostly just to make vacuuming your house more enjoyable? A vacuuming the house, okay. Enjoying the music, you know, no aches and no aches and pains. Although it will, because I've told you I have eye problems. And we used at one radio station I was at downstairs in the basement. They had what was called a glaucoma clinic, because marijuana would sure. supposedly reduce the pressure in your eye to help your your eye health. 
And so many, many people who worked at this particular station would regularly go down to the glaucoma clinic and come back up smiling and hungry. Bunch of drug fiends playing druggy music on the radio. <laughs> Sounds like radio. Yeah, 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 yeah. Bunch of 20-year-olds with glaucoma problems. <laughs> you know, glaucoma is much more widespread than you would think at a much younger age. You can, especially in the world of radio. Yeah, right. That's hilarious. So. Oh, well, good good for you. That's got to be quite the weird experience. Oh, it's going to be, a, yes, yes, it is going to you know, be very to, interesting. You know, to other people I've known who, who've had similar experiences, uh, gay people, that, you know, you couldn't walk down the street holding hands with another guy as a guy. You might get arrested and thrown in right. jail. Right. And now you can get married, obviously, anywhere you want. So that, that's got to be quite the ex- experience, too. And if you're both... If you're of a certain age and you're gay and smoked pot, it's just got to be mind blowing. Like, oh, what do I? Did, did, what, what happened here? Yes. Did I end up in a time machine? Or? Yeah. So anyway, I'm looking. I'm looking forward to uh, that. And again, uh, you know, this is for, really uh, for responsible uh, housework uh, uses. I, I'll be uh, using this only to do chores. Uh, you can be irresponsible with it too, Marshall. It's All okay. Right. It's legal. Now. How's, right. how's the price situation buying it? that way the way he's going to buy it through as opposed to illegally is it still illegal or not um it is illegal to buy it not from like from a, i can't sell you weed right from a non-licensed right? um, person uh yes but the the pricing is if anything it's gone down a little bit uh taxes kind of bump it up past that but just the actual msrp of it is seem to initially be kind of set by the black market prices and it's think, yeah. and then it's adjusted over time as more supply has come in and yeah. Uh, different products also uh, have have different, you know, the uh, a week's worth of edibles will cost you a different amount than a week's worth of uh, vape cartridges, for instance. Yeah, right. I have I have had business people tell me that there are certain laws or on the books or things that expire at various times right. that there's a real opportunity for corporations to take this over, like in the next year or two. That perhaps this golden era of pot is going to change quite a bit. In the next year or two. My, I don't know that much about it. But. My understanding is some of the big corporations have already moved into the Central Valley of California and yeah. some others that are setting up very, very large Which, which might not be a bad thing, yeah. but you'll end up with like a Coors and a Budweiser of well, pot. I think yeah. that the stumbling block for a lot of these people, particularly the people who are trying to make the transition from, I used to be the dealer for my friends and now that it's legal, I'm trying to go legit, is that they are inexperienced with paperwork bureaucracy like sure. licensing right, yeah. right? Yeah. like having having your things in in into the city commissioner's office in time to get your thing approved so you can open right mm. that's where the budweisers and, and these bigger corporations who know how to deal with right the the mechanics of a business are going to be able to to eat up a lot of the the market share because um there's yeah these guys just aren't as good at, at doing the paperwork stuff they've yeah. had to extend the windows several times just uh, for various reasons Correct. yeah wouldn't surprise me. Well, good luck with that, Marshall. Uh, check back with us. So you've given up uh, gambling scratcher tickets for marijuana. It's a good trade. And I think it's pretty healthy. The marijuana doesn't give out. Maybe maybe you give that up for uh, for whores, and then you can just continue on down that road. <laughs> the road. So you find the right thing you want. The road of debauchery. <laughs> Fantastic. Marshall Phillips, that damn hippie. <laughs> well, I guess that's it.